This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good afternoon. I'm Jody Hughes in for Angela Cocott. I'd like to welcome to the program Brian Oley. Brian is the CEO, COO and CFO of a company called Dance Safe. Uh, good afternoon, Brian. Now, your company may not be familiar to all of our listeners. So why don't you start by giving us a little bit of background? So DanceSafe is a 501c3 uh, public health organization. We're a nonprofit. Uh, we actually started in the Raven nightclub community, uh, electronic music community, back in 1998 in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. And we started initially because we had uh, been seeing a lot of deaths or issues within the scene based on adulterated uh, ecstasy pills. And so we started a uh, testing program wherein people could actually send in pills to a DEA licensed laboratory, and then we would post the results so that people could see where and and what was happening. We then grew out of that to provide uh, non-biased factual uh, drug information. And uh, at events, we will provide condoms, water, earplugs, peer counseling. We do patrols generally there to keep people safe and to get them educated. Uh, We believe in something called harm reduction, uh, which basically states we understand that some people will choose to take risks, so we choose to educate them uh, and give them the opportunity to become informed and by that allow them to make decisions about their own health. And uh, due to the fact of being informed, they are less likely to actually make harmful decisions. Uh, we currently have about 20 chapters within the U.S., as well as sister chapters all across the world, uh, including one that's actually in Calgary called Parkmart. How often do you find that you get drugs that come through that get tested that are shown to be lethal? Lethal is something that, that largely depends on what in the amount we're talking about. Uh, there have been varying uh, times where we've seen chemicals come across uh, PMMA or PMA uh, that actually came across a while ago, which uh, has an issue with body regulation or temperature regulation. Uh, We've got cathinones, which are otherwise known as bath salts that we may see on occasion. So it's a matter of uh, what we're seeing, the amounts that we're seeing, and where we're seeing it as, as far as lethality goes. One of the things we're seeing right now in the world of cocaine is fentanyl. I'm sure you may have heard about mm-hmm. that. And we actually have just been working with the University of San Francisco, California, and actually uh, released some of the um, only testing strips within the United States that we've actually tested to make sure that they actually detect the majority of the analogs that are out there for that. So lethality is is definitely dependent on, on where it's at and how much people are getting and, and what the environment is at. What kind of a reception do you get? Do you find that people um, misunderstand your intent and think you're enabling? Or do you find that there's usually a positive response and reception? It depends on their perspective and where they're coming from. From within the scene, people are pretty much support us wholeheartedly. They understand uh, you know, what is at risk in a lot of cases. They understand uh, the, the need for us to take uh, an eye from within our own community to provide this because outside of that community, the focus is less on health and prevention and more on prosecution and, uh, you know, the just say no philosophy. 
outside of the community. Over the years, it has been, uh, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, initially, we had a lot of, of anti, uh, anti-dan-safe, anti-health sentiment uh, shows such as 2020, Dateline NBC. There was exposés, quite a few of them out there. And as time has gone on, we've actually become more accepted uh, by the public in general because harm reduction is being seen as a viable option to actually mitigate damage rather than just to attempt to prevent it by prohibition and things such of that nature. You mentioned you have a chapter here in Calgary. What kinds of festivals would we find them at here in our city? So recently, they were actually at uh, Chasing Summer and Sled Island out there. And uh, there is a number of smaller festivals and smaller events that they may end up at, but those were the two larger ones that uh, they were recently at. So it's not something that, I mean, it's particular to a scene and a certain demographic, I would guess. Like, you're not likely to set up at, say, Country Thunder that is in town this weekend. We'll actually set up anywhere that anyone will have us. Okay. <laughs> and the reason, yeah, yeah, the reason that is, uh, it's, yes, we started in the rave nightclub electronic music, music scene uh, simply because that's where the majority of the people that, that decided to start this uh, came from. But the fact is, is that drug use and health issues occur across every demographic and every kind of uh, music or art scene that there is. So we are open to any uh, event or festival or anything really that that we can get into simply because it helps save lives. It is 621. We're just talking to the COO and CFO of a company called Dance Safe. Thank you, Jared. Just talking to Brian Oley. He is with a company called Dance Safe. Brian, I wanted to ask what kind of liability comes along with a company like yours? So it depends largely on where the event is occurring uh, and, you know, what the laws are in that particular area of the uh, the world. Uh, for the United States, for example, it, it varies state by state uh, on whether or not uh, testing kits are considered paraphernalia. And, uh, you know, so legality is, is questionable in, in, in those cases. However, uh, we've largely existed in, in a bit of a gray area with law enforcement because they tend to realize that we provide a health service that, while not necessarily mandated by the government or necessarily smiled upon, it does provide a very valuable service. And so typically they're willing to, uh, you know, work with us or otherwise, uh, you know, work within what we are, we can do. Of course, it's also up to the promoter themselves about whether or not they're comfortable uh, with us doing this on site. Some aren't, some are. It largely depends on what they feel is best for their constituents and, uh, you know, the potential risks that they're willing to take. But even if we don't test, we are still willing to come out and provide our other services, which are in a lot of ways just as valuable. Uh, as far as your risk, uh, as far as somebody coming up to us, there really isn't much of one at all. Uh, we essentially, if we were to do testing, we would actually take the substance, take a small scraping of the substance and hand it back to you. At that point, we really have no idea what that substance is. When we test it, that substance is destroyed. So at no time is there ever really an exchange of anything in that nature. Uh, what we do is actually provide um, reagent test results. And reagents are things that uh, originally uh, were law enforcement tools to do field tests. 
and we will actually provide those results and say, you know, this, uh, you know, it appears that there is the presence of this substance uh, in this, you know, in what you provided to us. And we allow them, essentially we're educating them, and then we allow them to make the decision based on that. And you'd be really surprised. There are quite often we will see people that decide not to pursue something uh, simply because it was uh, gained as something that they weren't expecting. Uh, I think that isn't surprising. I think once you maybe, if you, uh, you know, if, if you don't know what's in it, then you might be more apt to take the risk if you do realize there's something in there that could be dangerous. I think hopefully you you would hope that people would make a better decision. And they do. And and it's been proven out not only in, uh, you know, the U.S. and Canada, but across the world as well. Uh, two quick examples for you. In New Mexico, uh, we had a chapter who started up and were doing pill testing at, at quite a few different events at that time. And this was largely when most of these events were underground. And uh, people were actually taking these substances back to the people that sold them to them and demanding their money back and or ejecting these people from these events. So it was almost a self-policing uh, group that, or, or a mentality that formed. I didn't realize that you could do that, that you could return your drugs and ask for your money back. Hey, in an environment where word of mouth is king, you want to have your good word of mouth. That does make so, sense. Yeah, it basically it empowers the potential you know, users to make sure that what they're doing, while it may be risky, is uh, something that's more within their hands. Uh, the other, the other uh, piece to talk about is currently in Europe, uh, we started back in 1998 and we started quite a bit of harm reduction out in the United States and Europe was doing the same thing. They've leapfrogged ahead of us and they actually have, uh, you know, mass spectrometers and, and gas chromatography machines at the events, which will actually do full analysis of these substances to where you will be able to see everything that's happening at them. And this, these are government-funded, government-supported in a lot of cases. And they actually have a, a unique situation out there where in the United States, in really North America, um, you will see instead of – you will see adulterants in pills. That is our biggest issue is adulterants. That is what causes the most issue. Out in Europe, in, in uh, you know, overseas, their biggest issue right now is the strength just simply how strong they are. So that is a, and it sounds odd, but that is an issue we would love to have because then that means that you're not seeing these lethal adulterants that are in these pills. That makes then sense. you just have to worry about making sure people understand dosing. One final question for you. Who covers the cost here? So most, for the most part, uh, our groups actually cover our own costs. We are entirely nonprofit. We're supported by uh, the people that donate to us. Uh, we're supported by the people that they, they can actually purchase their testing kits on our website uh, for a donation. Uh, basically, they provide us a donation. We, we can provide them a testing kit in turn. Uh, that's our full funding. We're not funded by the government. We are not funded by any corporations or individual donors at this time. So it really takes the onus off of us from having to push a specific message. Instead, we're focused on making sure people are healthy and safe. Brian, thank you so much for your time today and the information. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Stay safe, everyone. And uh, once again, Calgary Party Smart, or Party Safe, sorry. Check that out. Uh, that's your local group. Thank you very much.
It is 627. Uh, the Stamps pregame show is coming up next. Angela returning to her chair on Monday. Thank you to Jared, Patrick, and Josie for getting us on the air and to our wonderful producer, Katie. I hope you have a very safe and wonderful weekend. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.